Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Yeah, welcome. Welcome, Business Garage. Welcome again to yet another session of uh, Business Garage. We are going through a series called School of Practical Business, and we are hearing so many beautiful stories of people who have gone through School of Practical Business. I want to encourage you right now to share the link, share the link with your family members, with your friends, uh, and those who are in bed, get up, pyjama garage is over, get into your living room, share the link as much as possible, and invite friends to do the same. So you're welcome. Uh, to Business Garage again. And today we're going to hear so many stories from two powerful business people who will introduce themselves shortly. Uh, and as we do that, as you share the link, I also want to encourage you to invite people to School of Practical Business. Invite people to School of Practical Business. The link is going to be running. Uh, the link from where you can register is going to be running on the screen. As you do that, uh, right now I want to introduce to you two very powerful business people who have gone through year one of School of Practical Business. It ended last Friday, and we have here, I want you to celebrate Susan Nasaka from Shiloh International School, and Tony Atida from Milestone onwards. You're going to hear so many interesting stories. Uh, we've had so many stories from other people, but each of them has unique things that they've come out with from the school. And I want, to, I want Susan and Tony to introduce themselves quickly, then we can go into the bigger conversation. Susan, over to you. Thank you, Pastor Chris, our principal, School of Practical Business. My name is Susan Nasaka, the CEO of Shiloh International Christian School, based in Entebbe. Uh, we are scaling. We might be coming to Namugongo soon as well. Apologies. First time things are. My name is Tony Atida from Milestone Onwards Limited. Milestone Onwards Limited is an IT solutions company. So we sell all IT equipment from laptops to servers to portable devices. We do your printing, we give you the software. Thank you so much. Great, awesome. Uh, I want to encourage you guys to share, to ask questions. Ask all forms of questions uh, to these uh, business people here. They are here to help us uh, to improve. So tell us, I'll start with Susan. Tell us about you, who is Susan? Uh, how did you join business? And how did you come to School of Practical Business? I am commonly known as Teacher Susan, um, a teacher by profession. And um, yeah, how does a teacher turn into a business person and become? Well, my passion has been school. I mean, I teach, I've taught in all sorts of schools, measuring in, in, in curriculums that are integrated first normal school but integrated and eventually I come into ACE curriculum and I just fall in love with it and one time I told somebody mm, if God was to bless me with my own school I would love to have my I would love to start an ACE school 
shortly after that, God actually opened the door and I started an ACE school. Okay, I joined, I did, I joined a family that had started an ACE school, worked with them for some time, and in that, God still made a way for me to have my own eventually. But it was a journey, a journey that started many years ago. I, I've been a teacher for over 20 years. So it is not something that I woke up in the morning and I said, I'm going to start a school. No, it, is, it was a journey. Yes. And so um, 2019, 2017, I joined the Worship Harvest Space. So 2018, I look at this. I see these people graduating. They've written books. And I'm like, wow, I would love to be in that space. So 2019, I joined the School of Leadership. Of course, I am an author. <laughs> so that one I graduated. I graduated that one. Then 2020 was a cool, calm year. And in 2020, School of Ministry started. My, pastor, my location, Pastor in Entebbe, Pastor Sam joined School of Ministry. And he's like, you guys, you should join this space. You leaders, you MC leaders, you should. So 2021, School of Practical Business comes in. I'm trying to run away from the ministry bit. So School of Practical Business comes in. And he's like, all, all you leaders, you must have registered for at least one of the two. Have you all registered? And I'm just thinking, oh, yeah, I'll register for practical business because I'm running away from the ministry bit. So I did the school. I registered. He, after him compelling us, we have to register. It was a must. There was no negotiator, negotiation about it. It was a must to register. So I registered for school of practical business because I wanted to run away from the ministry. And that is our You're the second case. person who is trying to run away from school of ministry. Are you going to join school of ministry this year? If, if I'm to tell you, I'm actually, actually launching a location next Yay! Sunday. So, so, I have no choice. I am in full time. Yeah, I know they didn't say they are both, you've been, you're, zono pastor, you're now a location pastor. Yes, and you're now zono a location pastor. pastor. Yes, guys are doing ministry and business. Yes. All right. How awesome. So you joined School of Practical Business as you are running away, but it's come back to you now. Uh, school of Ministry has come back to you. Tony, how, what's your journey? Yeah, business uh, to now? First of all, Kutumira. <laughs> Apostle, yeah. you planted the seed of Kutumira. Go so ahead. Yeah, greetings to all Milestone Onwards clients who are here. If you've tested our services, yes, 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 the crowd is here. Uh, I send greetings to the team at Milestone who are watching you right now. I have a team ready there. I send greetings to Zoni Mbalwan Kireka. Hey, hey, hey. And then to my beautiful wife, Josephine. They used to say, Kusendia Yokabaka Kodio. Yeah, Tony uh, Atida. All of you had my story uh, at Business Garage the first time I was hosted. Basically, Milestone was started as an MFM, feed my family business from where I come from. The money I was earning from the people I was working for wasn't enough to take care of my family. So for about five years, it was a briefcase company. Basically, I was the guy with the bag who has the invoices, the checks, and everything. So, yeah. Self-contained. Yes, yeah, self-contained. So, uh, 2017, HI, and the first lesson I get is that 
the person you're complaining to most is defining your future, is writing your life book. Guess what, Feb, I resign. And that's when Milestone now came out of the briefcase into an actual company. We started at uh, you resigned Equatorial. from your company? Yes, I resigned <laughs> to fully now take Milestone out of the briefcase to the next level. So we go through all those tides from Equatorial, then we go on. And every year I've been able to, to go for a course starting from, 20, I think I only started in 2018. 2019, I joined uh, Stanbeck Incubator. I did it for 2019. 2020, I did uh, the executive program for those guys who know it. Then 2021, as it was starting, my reading culture was deteriorating and I wasn't reading a lot of books. And I remember the pressure we had in uh, HI. So I decided to join SOPP because I wanted to go back to reading. Basically that, but it is more than I bargained for. So interesting, I've heard that you made, you made it a point to keep learning. And business leaders and any other leaders, uh, you should keep learning. Every opportunity you get, keep learning. And, and that's what we do here at, at Worship Harvest. We create opportunities to learn. And that's how Harvest Institute actually started. Uh, I'll go back to Susan. Tell us, uh, you joined School of Practical Business. Where were you? We want to hear so many stories. Yeah? Where were you then? And where are you now? It's been a year. Well, um, so I had my little school. And like Tony said, I ha I my focus was feed my family, FMF. So I come to School of Practical Business and I'm just thinking, well, my school is growing. My, the capacity of my school was 60, 60 children. And I was just thinking my focus was to make the, 60 num the number 60 and that's it. I mean, I would be, <laughs> yeah, I would have a life going. So I come with the 60 and I enter and that first day I was blown away. Upmo comes and he tells us what kind of business is God, has God called you to do? Is it just feed my family kind of business or it's a global? And he tells us that Abraham was a businessman. And I'm just thinking, okay, what is this? What is going on? By the time I, I left that class, I was just thinking beyond the 60. How do I grow beyond the 60? It happened that within that first term, I made the 60, and I, I was full. I was actually full. And um, so in one of the sessions, again, Apmo is talking and is telling us uh, to scale higher vision and all that. And I'm just thinking, God, now where, where? How do I start? And. I was given a task by the people I was sitting with and they told me, Susan, you are either going to get another building, forget the 60. You're going to either get another building, rent up space and get more increase or build. And, and where I am, there's a lot of space. We, are, we have a lot of space. So I looked at the pros and the cons of all this. This is first term. And I'm just thinking, okay, building this. So I was, I was actually told that the next Friday, in the next class, I should come up with, I should have had a solution. I should come up and, 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 and say what I'm going to do. So I had these leaders who are holding me accountable. Next week, I actually came back and I said, you know what? I looked around, I looked at the renting and I, it was too expensive. So I thought maybe building would be even cheaper. 
Wow. Building. Building. And you made a decision to build. I made a decision tell to us, build. Tell us, tell us, tell us. So, I was told not to turn away children. When I made the number 60, of course, I was just now happily telling people, oh, we are full. Sorry, no space. We are full. Sorry, no space. It's like God decided to rain children and I was turning them away. And I was told no turning away children. 60 is not full. I mean, you take up. You, you, are, you are able to do more than 60. So I was told not to turn away children. So I kept admitting children. At that time, I told the administrator, we are going to keep admitting children. And so... Meanwhile, you haven't yet built. We haven't yet built. Okay. And, and so... And this is when, this, uh, during COVID, most schools were closed. Yes. But your curriculum yes, allows, allows you us to, to yeah. operate. Mm. So, um, I go and tell my pastor, you know what, Pastor Sam, we want, we have to build. But you see, my story started at the beginning of the year, our scripture, a little one shall become a thousand. A small one, a strong nation. I took it. I got my team, we took that, we literally prayed it into our school. So we, we moved from the little one who was in 2020 to 2021 and we are seeing God increasing us and again we are turning our children. So I went to Pastor Sam, who is, by the way, the architect, who is also my pastor. So I go to him and I, 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 I tell him, Pastor Sam, this is this we need to build. And he draws for me. <laughs> he gets me the, the engineers who would put up the structure. So we built in one month. Wow. Because the next time children need it. People in the room are not excited. <laughs> so you, you, you joined School of Virtual Business. And how many months into it did you build? Three months later. Three months after hearing, after a class of Expand Your Vision. Exactly. So, mm -hmm. what is it like today? Are you still admitting? Can we? Yes, we are admitting. My capacity moved from 60 to 100. Wow. And we have already the 100 children and we are admitting because we are not stopping there. And you've not told us you are, how many were you before? So, um, when I joined School of Practical Business, we had about 50, 40, 40 something, coming to 50. It could have been 48 children at the beginning of the year. So you've doubled in one so, year? Yes, in one year we've doubled. That's, that's acceleration. That's acceleration. Great, we'll hear some more stories from you, Susan. Tony, over to you, sir. Wow. You know, uh, let me start from HI. You know, Jack Walsh in his book, Winning, says that uh, when you're alone, success is about you. When you become a leader, success is about other people. So I think that's what I got from HI in 2017. And then I realized that eh, there are problems now when you have people around. As in, you worry about people's salaries more than the, the money at home, as in, we have to pay salaries. But uh, a lot of, I don't even know where to start from. Let me start from cash flow. Now, when uh, we are in class and uh, we're doing profits first, and the apostle comes and says, you know what, you guys, you need to have many accounts. I shoot my hand up and say, no, I have one account which collects everything. I'm going to open up many accounts and the bank is going to eat my money. And then he says, you see, 
the lady who was blessed with oil had many vessels. So the more vessels you have, the more the Lord will bless you. Now, out of faith, I go Monday, I tell my accountant, opening up many accounts. So open up a, a profits first account, open up an operations account, open up a tax account, then open up a supplier's account. We work out the figures in percentages. 2%, 3%, 10%, 80% goes to this account. So I tell the accountant, please don't ask me any question. Any money that hits the account, do the percentages, take it there. You guys, I can assure you, for the last five months, I've had a hassle, stress-free end of month Yay. period. As in, I don't need to care whether there is taxes, I don't need to care whether the, the money is there, because once the money hits the account, it is put where it's supposed to be, and when the times of payments come, they know where to get salaries, they know where to get suppliers' money, they know where to get taxes. So to me, the separation principle turned the company around. That was the first thing I really wow. learned. Every, business, every yes. businessman's greatest head is exactly. cash flow. Cash flow. And for us who sell most of our, because most of my clients are corporate clients, so we give them 30 days credit, which all of us know goes up to 45 and 60 days because of the bureaucracy. If your cash flows are not in control, you run mad as the CEO. Another thing I learned, you guys remember when I came here and bragged about making a billion AI? <laughs> and I was like, wow, I made it in life now. In uh, School of Practical Business, we visit other businesses, as in, because it's practical. You have to go and see these businesses. So we go to Unifright, and I'll not mention the figures. <laughs> you don't have permission to. Somebody tells you their total turnover revenue is seven times what you are bragging about. Okay. You know you sit down and like, I'm playing. Eh? The next Monday, I went back, told my team, we're shooting this thing from the target of 100 million every month to 150 every month. If we're going to hit a target, just double these guys. Now, this is the interesting bit of it. You know you can't do that when you're two salespeople, okay? You can't do that when you don't have a proper technical team. That's what happened. I was supposed to look for a bigger space. First, open up a standard workshop because, because of the many machines that are going out, they need to be supported. Then two, I had to increase my sales team from two to four. Because now you have to, 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 we have many clients who are not being served well, so you have to bring in more people who are going to serve your clients better. I think guess what, we get into this space, now we're used to our open space, the old space where you say, hey, come, hey, come, because no, you're in the same space now. The accountant is the other side, the workshop is the other side. You need an, an intercom system. Hey, you see how development is coming. And it's, you have to have a phone where you call people and they have to come, no more shouting. Then guess what? Because everybody is going around in the field, the office is going to remain empty. You guys, you know that the receptionist is important. Uh, <laughs> so guess what? Because of what I saw at Unifright, I was determined to grow. And because I was determined to grow, I had to put up things in space to uh, like set up systems that are going to help me reach there. And if I hadn't joined School of Practical Business, I wouldn't have seen these people who are doing these things. As in, one thing I got from that space is that you, you fly with the egos, mm. eh? and then you, you get challenged. Eh? 
there's a saying that says you're an average of you are an average five, of five, five friends. People, yeah. Yes, guess what? Now I'm getting to an average of a bigger space. Yeah. So that's there are many, but just we're going to share all the stories. We're going to share all the stories. We have time. We have time. What I hear from you is growth. Growth came from the fact that you had something and then you saw things that were happening. So it, it, it helped you to, to move. A you believed because of what you saw. Yeah? So, uh, Susan, you have some other stories. Yes, go ahead. So, um, of course, last year, our staff, we had a staff of nine, children, nine, nine people. The staff, the teachers were five, and then the support staff, plus the administrator and myself, we were nine. Now, growth comes with, of course, employing people also. I can tell you guys that right now, um, Shiloh International Christian Schools employs 18 members of staff. From nine? From nine 18. to eighteen. Du double, 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 double. Now SCE also before you you I we employ the real teachers, qualified teachers, but we also have to take them for training to be able to serve the, the curriculum. It is insane that this year Shiloh took has taken eight people for training. Staff development. Staff yeah. development, people development, development yeah. people development. One of the things we learned a lot was people development. Pastor B3 came and taught us about people and how you can, you can, you can, you can have a team that you can make the team be what you want it to be. So I, I went out. Then, of course, Auntie Jennifer at Unifred as well is all people, 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 empowering people. And so I decided, you know, I used to be the principal, I used to be the director, I used to be that. Even when I had an administrator, he didn't have the powers I had. Everything was all about me. If I got a new um, recruit, new children coming in, it would be me to explain me to talk about the school. I knew everything. So this year I went up to develop them. I just decided, you guys, you're going to run this school because the future is so bright. I'm looking at opening other branches, so I have to train you guys. I went ahead and just decided to train them. And right now I have a principal in place. Um, my school uh, has moderator for ICCEs. Two of them were trained. You know, like, so many things have changed from that time to now. I have empowered them. Whether I'm there or not there, the school is running. The principal is doing an amazing job. The, the, the administrator is now doing an amazing job. Actually, I, I eventually got the parents away from me because everything it was teacher Susan, teacher Susan, teacher Susan. So I just wanted them to deal with the, the administrator. And right now he's handling everything perfectly. So that is great. So you've talked about the visit uh, to Unifright. Are uh, you still telling us stories? But I'm just going to ask you, someone aside, but me. What one on the, of the visits that you had? What inspired you? What else inspired you? What other visits inspired you? Where did you go? They want to know what, what other places did you visit and what did you pick from there? Both of you. Um, we went to Unifreight. 
Then we went to Roxy. Now that place, Roxy, Roxy, something, data place. And I was like, oh, okay, what is this? You know, some of us were looking at our little businesses of few millions, and that place blew my mind. Then we went to Yuri, and the training. Yuri is Uganda Industrial Research Institute. Research Institute. Yes, it's a government agency which supports innovation uh, and entrepreneurs to develop things. So yeah. go ahead. So when we went to Yuri, I was just looking at what. You know, there are things in Uganda and you don't know that they exist. You, I didn't know that there's a space that someone, a business can go and get incubated and then they learn, they teach you. So I was just thinking, for us who are um, ministry-oriented, I was just thinking of this, so many young people within our community who even think, about, probably they reached a place and they thought their education is over. And there's a place that can actually take them on, train them in the fields they would be. So I was just blown away by that. Although they thought I'm 22, yeah, yes. So I accepted. Imagine I've been a teacher for 22 years, so. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yes, I accepted that I'm 22. Yes. Um, and then lastly, just the other week, we went to gold mine. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, we've, we've seen him here, and until you go to his space and learn about his businesses, when you'll get like, what is this? Yes. So to me, I learned, I've learned a lot. Honestly, I'm not the Susan who was in 2020. I am different, and my business is benefiting. The other day, I had my mentor. I was talking to my mentor on Friday. And my colleagues said, I think, Susan, you come and implement 90% of what you learn. Because, oh my God, every day I'm, I'm like, guys, now we are doing this. Guys, we are doing this. And that is what we, we, we have gained a lot from this space. And that is what we've learned a lot. Great. Awesome. Uh, like Susan said, gold mine. You guys, eh? You guys, people have made it. Let us accept. Let us just accept. That space is better than some of the banks we have around. And this is somebody among us. Like he's part of us. There's a lot we can learn from him. The, vis the visits are really very important. Because you see people who have done what you think is impossible. And then you get that. Yes, the, yes, I can do it. And then you go out there and then try it out, then you get. You get somewhere, then you get stuck, then you call people, they help you, then you get there, eventually. But then one of the visits that stood out for me was the Dubai Expo 2020. Hey. Guys, let me tell you something. People are dreaming big. Countries are dreaming big. And what we have here of dreaming big is what other big countries are doing. It starts with a dream. Then you take it to reality. If, if, if there's anything we need to do, is that we need to start thinking big. We need to start thinking big. We have a lot of potential. There's a lot of potential, but the problem is we are limited by our thinking. And uh, what other countries are doing, what other big uh, continents are doing, they think beyond what, is, what we have currently right now. 
And that's the only way that we can lay a foundation for the future. If we think big, if we dream big, if we dream about things we have not done that are in us and we have to pull them out of us to make them reality. Great. There are two questions here. Uh, guys, please ask good questions. We are waiting for them. Secondly, Davis is asking, hey, what motivated you to join School of Practical Business and what knowledge did you get there? I think that has been answered, but you can add to it. Then uh, Director Grace Tukutumide, wherever you are, is asking, who does, who does business in such a nice way that you would love to meet? And then what books are you reading now? Yeah, go ahead. Wow, uh, who does business the way I would love to do it? I think uh, in our Ugandan environment would be Mr. Bitature. Uh, in class, we've had uh, a couple of opportunities to, to, to learn from him. But uh, if I would get space with him on, let's say, monthly or, or quarterly to physically go through his life and, you know, get the experience, I think I can make it because he's in the same environment, Uganda, where I've been and he has made it through. Uh, the next question was? What books are you reading now? Uh, I'm rereading uh, The Industrial Revolution. <laughs> Tell us about that yes. one. Last, 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 last month I was doing winning, but now I'm reading. Guys, let us believe this. We can urge you, there is no nation that has ever grown or economically blossomed out of agriculture. Tuerimba. Even the Asian tigers who have big populations, they can feed, didn't grow because of agriculture. It's industrialization. China, India, India has a lot of home industries. Industries as simple as baking uh, what? scones and packing them. Industries like home-baked. Home-baked is an industry. They are processing things. That is where development is. So, we can make noise about Abalimi, which I'm not saying agriculture is bad, but if this country is going to devolve, we need to go into industrialization. The beauty about us is that we can miss some of the revolutions, okay? Because, because of technology, like the telephones, we don't have to have wire telephones, we have mobile phones which are reaching everywhere. We need to utilize that and get to the next level. So those are the books I'm reading currently. Uh, next month I'll be reading uh, Making Money is Killing Your Business. It's my to-do list. My target is to finish my 25 books before the end of the year. So help me God. Before Susan, you answer those questions. Just to clarify what Tony is saying. It's not, he's not saying that agriculture is bad. He's saying that we cannot have uh, our GDP rely 65% on agriculture. So as much as we have to increase it, we need to increase industrialization even further. That's what he's trying to say. Well, I know that was a heated argument in one of our classes. Susan, over to you. What books are you reading and who do you want to, who do you want to meet? What books am I reading? Uh, as far as business is concerned, I'm reading Why We Want You to Be Rich by Donald Trump and Robert Kiyosaki. And... Um, the person, as far as business is concerned, and I would love to meet, I think Amos Wekesa makes it for me. I mean, um, okay, first of all, he's from the East. <laughs> yeah, that is home for me. So, anyway, but 
someone who made it from 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 the grassroots. I mean, he started, you know, like wow, he started from almost nothing to where he is today is an inspiration. He's talked to us before, and it blew my mind. I'm thinking, okay, it's possible. One of the things I realized with him is that he's so diligent in what he does. He's so passionate about this nation, Uganda, and promoting Uganda. And he's so inspirational. So to me, I would really love to meet him. I would really love to sit with him and learn a lot, and also uh, get inspired to be like him, I guess. Yes, we could be in different industries. I could be in the education bit, but I would also love to see education, passionate people to education, the, the country, the way he's so passionate about this country. So that's, to me, he's one of the people I would really love to meet. Great, so as you prepare your other stories of how SOPB impacted you, and you also share a little bit uh, with us about your mentors, uh, there's a question still from Director Grace. What has been the near-death experience, experiences, mistakes, and lessons that you've gone through? Near-death experiences, mistakes, and lessons that you've mm. experienced or gone through. Near-death. As you, as you are doing your business. Near-death. <laughs> near I death. think, Really, uh, doctor, director. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's there. Because uh, the thing is, uh, when you have people on board that you've started with business, mm -hmm. and you hold them dear, and uh, you take them like brothers, and then they disappoint you by doing business behind your back. It broke me. Almost closed door. I had a friend, we started together, and we're doing great things, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a sad story. But uh, I've also learned one thing from it, is that uh, to get emotion and move into your business, put it them on, guys, you'll die. Because you're going to be disappointed. That's a fact. Workers are going to disappoint you. Yeah? They're going to disappoint you because that's, that's the nature of human beings. And most of us Ugandans want to ride on other people's backs. Quick, get rich quick thing. When I see Mr. Kamara here enjoying his fruit, I want to have it in about four months or five months. And I want to cut corners. So that, I think to me it, was, it wasn't a near death death, but... Yeah, it was too emotional for me. First of all, that was coming from him. Then two, letting him go. Because uh, when you put family and business and somebody's too close to you and the kids have to ask you where is uncle so and so and you have to explain something. So to me it was that. Uh, what was the next question? No, it's just that. Really. What yeah. was your near-death experiences, mistakes or lessons? So, yeah, the lesson is put emotions out of business. Yes. It's not bad to celebrate an employee's birthday. It's not bad to support them when they have a challenge or the mother is sick or when they have a wedding, something like that. But know your boundaries. Otherwise, when they leave, it's going to emotionally drain you. But again, they have also to leave because they have to grow. Maybe they've reached their peak with you and they have to move on. So that's the thing. That's the lesson I got out of it. Yeah. Right. So I'm here thinking. Um, I think it's it's about documentation. Um, you see, before I came into this school, I entered into partnership with, with a different school altogether, and it was a verbal partnership. There was no documentation anywhere. And guess what, guys? I was fired on WhatsApp. 
Yes, fired on WhatsApp. you ahead. <laughs> so, because there was no documentation, and one time when we were having a meeting with them to see, uh, I mean, I was like, you guys, how could you do this? And I've grown this school to this. And they asked me, did we sign anywhere? It almost broke me. It almost broke me. I thought these are brethren, they shouldn't have done this. So there was, it actually almost broke me. I almost left, like I was ready to, to leave. Things were bad. It was such a bad breakup that I, I almost left Christianity. I was in that verge of saying, uh, ah, this, I mean, God really, how can I serve you this and this is the reward I'm getting. But you know, as the Bible says, all things work together for good. At that time, you guys, I went to Baha'i Temple. I was living near Baha'i Temple, and that day I cried, and I, I wanted, can I ask these Baha'i guys if I can become a Baha'u'llah or something of the sort? Because I was so tired. I was so angry with Christianity and all that, and these guys all kept ignoring me. They would look at me, and I'm asking them questions, and I went into their compound. I cried. I think they must have looked at me and said, this lady is in distress. I was in distress by then. And, you know, that breaking point led me to this family called Worship Harvest. That breaking point led me to where I am today. It is that breaking point. So, yes, the lessons I learned next time before we do business, where are the documents? Can we sign? Yes. Yeah, business is not a walk in the park. As we get to close, uh, just tell us about your mentors. Uh, we know you're attached to a mentor as you're going through the school, the one year. How, what has the journey been with your mentors? Uh, you know, this is what happens. Uh, there's a journey to getting somewhere. And on that journey, you need a helper. Because what's going to happen is that you're going to have a lot of setbacks. You're trying out a lot of things for the first time. Uh, in our house life, we call it school fees. You have to pay school fees for some of the mistakes, yeah. But for the, the beauty about uh, School of Practical Business, they give you somebody to walk the journey with you. This is somebody who is uh, on your WhatsApp all the time, who is on your speed dial, who is a call away. And lucky for me, I got a mentor, Dr. Steve Mugabe, who is uh, really so close and humble, and he gives you his time, eh? So what, what do the mentors do really is that help you walk this journey as you move step by step, as you get setbacks. You have somebody you can talk to who has done it, who helps you out. And then also on the part of coaching is that you have somebody who has made the mistakes you are going to make. So they help you not make the mistakes. You see? So to me, what I can say about my mentor is that, that he has helped me walk the journey step by step. Yes, you may hear the expansion and everything, but the things behind the doors where we had to look for the tenant, we had to make ABCD, we have to make calls. So that's the thing about my mentor, yeah. Auntie Jennifer Mujuki. I mean, she's an amazing lady, a mother and tough, by the way, she wants results. You don't come and tell her stories and without showing results. She's, she's been that person who walks with you, guides you. You know, even when 
we, we school of practical business ended uh, on Friday, but guess what? She says she's still going to work with me in the next, the whole of next year to see that the plans we've had are implemented. She goes out of her way, suggests, and you know what? I don't know how they paired me with her. Her children have gone through the ACE curriculum, so she really understands the curriculum and she understands me. And so she, she, she's given me suggestions. She's told me that, Susan, let's do this like this. Come and tell me where you're struggling. How can I help you? De, 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 de. So even next year, I'm still with her. She's still my mentor. That's my mentor, Miss Jennifer. She's an amazing lady. Thank oh, you. Oh, Sam, all the mentors, we greet you out there. Uh, we are closing now, and I want you to share two things with a question and then your, your highlight. Uh, the, the question I want you to, to someone has asked, uh, Patrick is asking, what were you doing before you started business? Because all your businesses are not more than 10 years old. What were you doing before you started your businesses? So share that and then tell us your greatest highlight out of School of Practical Business. Then we close. Oh. Me again, I thought she would go first. All right, uh, I was a technician. I was a technician at uh, Service and Computer Industries, as most of you know as uh, NCR. So basically, we are the guys who used to go and fix people's machines which are faulty. But then because uh, I was somehow good at explaining to customers, I was then moved to what they call pre-sales engineers. Pre-sales engineers are the guys who come to the client's premises and uh, talk to the client and get their problem, then go back and technically come up with a solution that the sales team can sell. So that space helped me uh, marry technical with sales. So when I came this way, it was easy for me. That's what I was doing before. Uh, what has really changed, right? Yeah, your greatest highlight out of Greatest school. highlight to me, like I said, is the separation principle. If you have, have, if you've had people you're paying salary, I can assure you people have suffered starting from the 20th, 25th. The CEO is there in his office, but he's under pressure because he has to pay you guys and he has to look for the money. And sometimes the money is not there. And most of them run to money lenders to make sure, because they want to show that the company is not doing well. Me, the greatest highlight was the separation principle, as in cash flow is not an issue to me. I can assure you, I can take a trip and I don't get calls and I know my finance department is working properly because the principles are there. The percentages are there. They know where to pick money from and where it has to go from. Even if we are out of cash on some of these things, they know we have a backup account on our profits where they can just go borrow money. So we are internally borrowing from ourselves. They will borrow money, finance something, and when a payment comes, they take back the money. So to me, my highlight was the separation principle. Cash flow. Well, um, what was the question again? Your greatest highlight, and then what were you doing before? What was I doing? Business? I am a teacher, so I was teaching. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a teacher for over 20 years, and uh, that's how I have a school. I own a school right now. So my greatest highlight from the School of Practical Business has been um, the book, the one-page marketing. You know, I used to believe that as a school, you don't need to market. You just be, and people come out of probably referrals and all that. Now that mindset changed. That mindset changed. Right now someone, 
the head of SCE in Uganda told me, Susan, your presence, you are one person in Uganda here. Shiloh is one school that it has presence in the social media. It has presence everywhere. Yes, so we, we, we intentionally decided to do a lot of marketing, a lot of advertisement, a lot of it. And then it was a requirement. If I hadn't done, I wouldn't, I wouldn't graduate. So, yeah, it was a requirement, by the way. I'm not doing it out of, it was a requirement. So at least three times we are posting something on our social media. Our social media engagement has been really, really high up there. We've done small, small videos which have had about 12,000 views. So it, 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 it has really um, opened my eyes to see a bigger picture because, yeah, what am I, whom am I influencing? Whom am I influencing? I had to be an influence. We have to be an influence out there with our message, with our Christian being a Christian curriculum, the message that is going out there is Christian. So thank you. Wow, let's celebrate Tony and Susan for their interesting journey uh, as they studied school, of, as, they were, as they joined School of Practical Business. Guys, you've heard these stories. They are real stories, yeah? From 50 students to 100, doubling income, building, yeah? Implementing things that were not there before. Whether you loved them or you not, you had some of the things that happened were forced. Because sometimes we don't want to be forced to do things, yet they are good for us. You know, it's like a child going to school, yet it's good for the child. So yes, it's a space where you get to learn a lot and improve your business and for you and the people around you. So thank you very much, uh, Tony and, and Susan, for sharing your stories. And friends, as we normally do, the, thing, the stories you've had are stories that came out of a love of God, from the love of God impact, direct impact from Christ. And so many things that were shared, so many things were learned, but the core of all these things, the foundation is God and you believing in Jesus uh, as your Lord and Savior. And today, you might be out there and uh, you are forced to, to, to watch, to, to, tune, to tune in. You've been invited by someone or even if you might be in the room. I want to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And if you're a, that kind of person, uh, just Put your hand up and say this prayer with me. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity you've given me today to change my life and make it a significant life. Uh, we thank you. That I thank you, Lord, that you've given me this opportunity and I want today, in this moment, to accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. Take my life and do something significant with it. And if you've said that prayer, uh, there's a number on your screen. 0775-642-449 call that number and there's someone at the end of the line who will show you who will guide you on what to do next thank you very much friends for joining us this morning uh, thank you Tony and Susan for sharing your stories see you next Sunday same time 7.30 here and tune in at 9 and at 11 uh, for, for Garage No More Garage have a blessed Sunday for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.
Zero three nine three two eight one five five five. We're taking territory.